I've got three beautiful daughters. They're all adults now. And when they were younger, each one of them seemed to excel at art. And so I thought, well, maybe, maybe they'll become an artist. And I didn't, I wasn't thinking like Rembrandt or something. I was thinking of, you know, in the commercial world or, or maybe just for, for pure pleasure. I don't think any of them still draw very much. And I've had to kind of realize, oh, over time, uh, interests and abilities and skills change. Um, I'm John Fuller, along with our Vice President of Parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta. And Danny, I guess what I'm clumsily trying to get to is we have aspirations for our children. We do. Maybe we have high aspirations, more than a starving artist. Uh, we got to deal with those aspirations because they, they don't always, in fact, I'm guessing they typically don't turn out the way we think. Right, yeah. I remember my son got into Little League and was playing baseball, and uh, he decided at around six or seven, he said, Dad, I'm going to be a catcher for the Yankees. And he was good. He did a really good job. Wow. He was, he, the hand-eye coordination was fantastic. He was a great hitter, good baseball player. And, and I was again, going, hey, he's six. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I was going, maybe, <laughs> maybe, he could, maybe he could do it. Maybe this is a great dream. Let's, yeah. let's explore it. He retired by nine. Okay. Uh, he had a good retirement it's hard, party. Baseball's was, hard on the body. Yeah. It's he such almost, a long season. He almost made it to the Yankees. Yeah. It was close. But then, uh, then he decided to play basketball, and he had talked about being an engineer someday. And I was going, oh, man, an engineer. I totally see that. Math mind. Mm-hmm. Well, he wants to be a chiropractor now. Okay. That's, and then, that's uh, the latest thing. That's the latest thing. Anymore. That's where he's headed. Yeah. But then uh, my, my daughter, she incredible artist, incredible singer, and things – changed here and there and I pictured her being this amazing artist and potentially a singer she she did some things for the church and I was going oh my goodness maybe she could do a little CD or something back then it was mm-hmm. a CD yeah. right and uh, and now it's streaming but I really had these these pictures of what they were going to be doing and they're not doing either any of those uh, just maybe just for fun right at this point there if she go. wants to be she doesn't have to be a big star whatever she just, needs to be yeah. yes and uh, it's fun to see her explore it and, to, and for both of them to explore who God has created mm-hmm. them to be. Well, let's go ahead and continue with this topic as we return to a conversation Focus President Jim Daly and I had with researcher and uh, child advocate Dr. Kathy Cook as she discussed encouraging your children even when you're unsure about their abilities. I want to punch that one more yeah. time, this idea, this connection between security and resiliency. It's so important for kids to know that their parents are in their corner. Yeah. And that's a kind of a general statement, but you have to think about it ahead of time. And I knew, you know, because I played sports in school, that was important to me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I had two boys thrilled me. So when they were really little, I just couldn't wait. Here it comes. And one of them was off the charts in his height. And I, I'm going to get a football player, maybe two. I can't believe it. Lord, you're so awesome. Mm-hmm. And then really that didn't have, they had no interest in it. And I remember uh, Troy actually trying out for a basketball team. I think it was ninth grade, 10th grade. And he made it through the first night cut. And he got in the car really happy and said, yeah, Dad, I made it. I'm so happy. Second night I picked him up, he wasn't quite as happy. <laughs> and what happened? Well, I didn't quite make it. The other guys were just too good. Mm. I said, well, they, you know, they've been playing for years probably. You haven't played that long. Mm. So, hey, I'm proud of you for trying out. And what do you want to do tonight? Oh, so sweet. But he managed it well, though, too. He, didn't, he wasn't gloomy about it. He just kind of embraced it and knew that his talent wasn't as high as the other kids. I love that he said, they have played more than I have, rather than I am bad. Right. 
he understood that it was a skill comparison, which is legit, but that he verbalized that they were better, not I am worse. That's a beautiful thing for your son. Yeah, and I I was really proud of him. Yeah. But that's kind of that example. But as a as a sports dad, man, you have got to think of that ahead of time because uh-huh. you could blow it in so many ways. Yeah, or again, a dad who's an accountant who wants a mathematician. You know, <laughs> right, okay, uh, take it out of the sports. Right, but you're you know, right, but, but, same kind of thing. Yeah, but I, I understand, again, as a former athlete coach, I get that. You know, could I address unconditional love real quick? Yeah, so Because critical. that's a part of security and belonging. You know, we say... I love you unconditionally. There's nothing you can do that would cause me to love you less and nothing you can do that would cause me to love you more. But do we really Hmm. love our children unconditionally? If we do, then we have to celebrate effort and not be afraid that they have to try harder than a sibling or a cousin or we had to. We have to honor progress, not look for perfection. Hmm. And and this is going to kill parents, but I'm going to say it. If you unconditionally love your children... And you say to them in the morning, I can't wait to go on a bike ride later today. And they spill their milk at lunch. (laughs) Or they don't perform well at a poetry reading. You go on a bike ride that afternoon. Because if you don't go on that bike ride, that you said you would go on a bike ride, you just demonstrated conditional love. Right, absolutely. And it's hard, it's hard. But that's security. And that's resiliency. This is what children tell me, teenagers and young adults. Dr. Kathy, I cannot risk trying for fear that I won't make the cut and they won't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. Kathy, I, I have noticed this in some parents where they are so hyperbolic in that area it, that they really are doing so much damage. And they've yeah. got to assess, take an inventory of those emotions that they're expressing because of the damage being done to their children. How would you get the attention of that parent to even notice that the way they're expressing themselves tonally, conditionally, uh, you kind of, you won't slap them in the face, but you kind of want to grab them and say, wait a second. Right. That's why I write books. (laughs) That's why you are here at Focus, obviously. Um, You know, to have the courage to to, uh, observe and to listen. And if all four of your kids have the same attitude toward you, it's not them. Wow, that's a good I'm, point. I, I'm just going to boldly say that. If if your spouse also has noticed a sarcasm or a critical spirit, let's own that. And let's believe that we can be resilient, which means we have to be willing to change. And here's the kicker question, guys. Are you afraid they're going to fail? Or are you afraid they're going to fail you? The, great que- the right question. What a great question from Dr. Kathy Cook. Are you afraid they're going to fail or that they're going to fail wow. you? Um, wow. How many times do we do we push our kids and uh, almost treat them harshly because you're not living up to what I want you to be? Mm. Ooh, there's some so conviction true. there, Danny. Oh, there's a lot of conviction there. And it really, a lot of it is around grades and sports because there's so much at stake there. If you're able to say, my kids have these careers or my kids did all this in sports, there's a sense of feeling pretty good about that. And I've seen this way too often that there's just so much at stake for certain parents where the central question is, am I good enough? Hmm. And I'll be good enough if my kids are good enough. If they do really well, then 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 I'm good enough. So my or parenting, I'm good at, as good as. Yeah, my parenting is then a reflection of, oh, my own in needs and insecurities. Right, right. And that, it's natural. As humans, we go there sometimes where we are 
uh, having our kids uh, have to deal with some of our insecurities that we carry right into, into parenting. It's not like they go away, right, when you become mom or dad. And then it begins to play out in these harsh moments that you need to be aware of and figure out, why, why am I so upset about this? And it takes some, a moment of self-reflection, of patience, self-control. In that, ask for God's guidance in, in revealing some of those thoughts and uh, in exposing those, those deeper needs that may be showing up. If you've been harsh to your child and you don't know what just happened, mm-hmm. right? Or you get some feedback from your child. Hey, why is this such a big deal? Why are you getting so upset at me? Have those be signals for you to say, you know what, I need to pause and figure out what's deeper here. Yeah. Well, your team, Danny, has a number of great resources uh, related to this, and we're going to post a link in the show notes to one, which is a terrific little article called How to Raise Adaptable Kids. Look in the show notes for details about that. And then for more wisdom from Dr. Kathy Cook, make a donation to the ministry today of any amount, either a monthly pledge or one-time gift, and we'll send the book Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence. It's a terrific resource, and uh, especially if you've got younger children, but pretty much any kid of any age uh, will benefit from you reading this book and uh, interacting with this content. Uh, Again, the title, Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence, and we've got details about how you can donate and get a copy in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear about letting go of unrealistic expectations. And uh, for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the back seat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.